You are listening to Jcast Journey, the inaugural podcast of Jcast Network. I'm Daron Rusquet, the executive director and executive producer of Jcast Network, and I will be your host of this chronicling of the creation of a new Jewish media project. As always, I want to start by thanking you all for listening to the Jcast Journey, for visiting our website at jcastnetwork.org, for all of your comments and responses to what we're doing, and for sharing what we do with others. If you haven't done these things, I hope you will. As I've repeated over and over again, the Jcast Network is in its infancy, so we really want to know what you are looking for so we can make sure that we are responding to your needs. As many of you have noticed, there was no podcast episode last week. It's actually quite funny that it was after episode nine that there was a hiatus. As a number of years ago, there was an article in the New York Times that was talking about the then new podcasting explosion. And the article stated that the average podcast has nine episodes before it fizzles out. I'd love to quote the article or at least give you the date of the article, but when I went to Google, for some reason, I couldn't find it. Of course, if you Google the words NewYorkTimes.com and podcast, you have hundreds upon hundreds of results. And it may be that I was sitting right in front of the answer and I just couldn't find it. Anyway, the article went on to say that people stop podcasting after nine episodes because at about that time, they realize how hard it is, how much work it takes. And then they also realize that it takes a long time to build an audience and they have not yet been able to build the audience And people get disillusioned, and as a result, they stop podcasting. I can assure you that that was not the reason that there was no podcast last week. But I did find it striking that it was was after episode 9 that this happened. The real reason that there was no podcast was that first I was on a vacation with my wife and twins, and then when I returned I got a summer cold, which I think you probably can still hear a little bit of it in my voice. I've been trying in general to write and record a couple extra podcasts so that when I'm away or if I'm busy, I always have an episode or two pre-recorded. But it doesn't always work, and obviously the tank was empty. This actually brings me to the subject of today's podcast, the issue of going solo. In all of my previous work experiences, working for other organizations, if I was sick or if I was on vacation, that didn't mean that everything would stop. I'd be able to pass off some of my responsibilities to others, and things would continue to move forward. Sometimes it might not have been the way I would have done them, or as well as they could or should have been done, but still, things got done. This is not the case anymore. Every minute I spend doing one thing is time that something else is not being done. So when I'm I'm, I'm on vacation, or when I can't lift my head off my pillow, things stall. A few weeks ago, I was having a conversation with these leaders of an amazing adult education program in New York, and they're doing podcasts, and I hope that they'll join the Jcast network. As we were talking, one person brought up an important concern. He indicated that he was concerned by the concept of joining Jcast network because it currently is just me. And what would happen if I lost passion for this project? Would it just die and then all of the organization's podcasts would just disappear into the ether? 
I hope I was able to convince him that, A, my passion for this project is not going anywhere, and that no matter what happens, I'll continue to work on Jcast Network, and B, that even if something did happen to Jcast Network, or if merely the organization decided they no longer wanted to be part of the network, that they would be able to get their content back from us, and that they would be able to use it in any way they wanted. On the other hand, going solo has a number of positives as well. I'm only responsible to myself. If I have a new idea, it doesn't require buy-in from lots of people, only myself. For instance, when I chose to add blogs to the Jcast Network, well, when I decided to open Jcast Network to blogs, as we don't yet have any blogs incorporated, it didn't require lots of conversations with lots of stakeholders, just me. Or, for instance, I have a friend. He works for this phenomenal organization that deals with poverty issues. Over three months ago, he sent me an email asking that I take a look at their redesigned beta website, and they were preparing to replace their old site. I took the time to visit the site and gave my feedback, most of which was to say that it looked great. However, three months later, the old site is still there, and according to my friend, he has no idea when the new website will actually go live, and there are so many stakeholders with conflicting opinions. What a waste of energy. When I want to make a change, I just do it. If people tell me they don't like something, I change it. It doesn't require meetings or a vote or discussions, just actions. You can't succeed if you're too scared to fail. And this solo approach takes a lot of the fear out of failing. Another reason that I'm not too scared to fail at this point, and possibly why I'm able to make changes and mistakes, try new things, and then go back to old standards, is because we're doing this on a shoestring. We've gotten no donations so far, and while we've applied for some grants, I'm currently just doing this myself. Now I hope that this won't be the case for long, but right now, without any other stakeholders and no money at stake, although possibly mistakes I make now will influence my capacity to raise money in the future, yeah, whatever. But at this point, what is the difference if I make a mistake? Which brings me to something that I struggled with while I was on vacation a few weeks ago. What does it mean to go on vacation when you're not working? Now, as I've said previously, I am working. I am actually working harder now than I've ever had to in the past. But nobody's paying me. And right now, even while I'm working for the first time ever, I have the option of stopping what I'm doing to join a friend at the serious fantasy football draft event at the Hard Rock Cafe. At a normal job, I couldn't just go and do that in the middle of the week. But while I'm on my own, I can do whatever I want to do. Who's going to tell me otherwise? On the other hand, and what happens more, far more frequently, is that I don't know when to stop. There's no one else that I can rely on to do the work that needs to be done. And it feels like there's so much work that needs to be done that I need to be working both day and night. I'm tweaking the website as I'm feeding my twins their squash. I'm posting on Twitter as I lie in bed trying to get some rest. I'm compiling a mailing list as I watch the Real Housewives of New York City reunion show. Eh, Sonia is really a piece of work. And vacation? Is it re it's really hard to take vacation. First of all, vacation when you have twins under the age of one is a misnomer. It probably should be called family time. As I got back from vacation with the deep need for a vacation. Which may be why I immediately got sick. But vacation used to be fun because, all, because of all the work I didn't have to do. Now it's just all the work that I have to do later. And getting sick? Growing up, there was a part of me that loved sick days. 
Those mornings when I woke up with a fever were sort of the best. They ended up being the days when I got to stay in bed all day, watch Bewitched and Gilligan's Island and The Price is Right and some cartoons. And then in the afternoon, my mom would come home feeling terribly guilty that she had left me all day with a stack of Archie comics to enjoy. And I didn't have to take that geography test that I hadn't prepared for. Now when I'm sick, I lie in bed feeling gross and worrying about all the things that are not getting done. The emails that I have not responded to, the follow-up letters that I need to compose. Being sick is just not what it used to be. I think it'd be different if I had a full team to work on this with me. But what, but would that team, would finding a home within a larger institution mean losing too much? Would the capacity to follow my ideas through be lost if I had to get approval for each of my actions? Would it be worth it to be able to take a vacation or family time or a sick day? Would that be worth the loss of my ability to just play hooky one day to do something fun with a friend? I'm definitely struggling with these issues and would say that I don't know where I'll land on this one. Do you have any thoughts on this issue? What degree of freedom are you willing to give up in favor of stability and support? I'd love to hear your opinion. Once again, we can be found online at jcastnetwork.org, on Facebook at, at facebook.com slash jcastnetwork, our Twitter handle is, Jake, is at jcastnetwork, and I can be contacted via email at druske at jcastnetwork.org. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I hope you'll consider writing a review on our iTunes page and sharing Jcast Network with your friends. The opening and closing music for today's show is Vacation by the Go-Go's. <laughs>